Hey everyone, this is Craig Horlbeck from the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. Join me, Danny Heifetz, and Danny Kelly every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to help you win your draft, win your league, and most importantly, avoid that last place punishment. Follow the Ringer Fantasy Football Show on Spotify. It's the Full Goal presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here, and you can bet on the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filtered by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and bet live same-game parlays for every, that's right, every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, the official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. Chicago everywhere, check it. Not enough Chicago. We just don't have enough Chicago people. Jason Goff is here. Well, I'm at Full Go. The Full Go podcast. The Full Go. Bears, Bulls, White Sox, Cubs, and Blackhawks. Our man, Jason Goff. Three times a week with Jason Goff. His mood is elevated. He is feeling good. Jason, I'm loving the Full Go. Love the Full Go. The Full Go. The Full Go. Welcome to Full Go with Jason Goff. That is what I'm talking about. Talking about. What up, world? You're listening to The Full Goal with Jason Goff, presented by The Ringer, a Spotify original. Yeah. <laughs> Gentlemen. <laughs> How's it going, man? How's it hey, going? Hey, listen. <laughs> Better than most, not as good as some. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a pleasure to see you find uh, established men on this uh, blessed Sunday evening, as my mother would say, this is uh, this is episode. Which episode is this? Two seventy three. That is correct. Two seventy three. This is episode two seventy three of the Full Go Podcast, brought to you by the Ringer. Of course, Spotify is the gang. My name is Jason Goff, and you have already heard the voices, probably, of that uh, the Chief Vibes Officer himself, Chris Sutton, uh, my main man, Tony Gill. And the exceptional one, Kyle Williams. So we know why you're here. (laughs) (laughs) I got to chill. I got to chill because, you know, Tim Anderson made it harder to get these jokes off after his, uh, his run on Twitter, uh, this Sunday evening. Um, so I'll start with this. Tim, we love you. We want to start with love. (laughs) You know, as a man who has taken a public L or two in this city, 
when you when you think, man, I wonder if anybody saw that. Wonder if anything's gonna come of that. I could hurry up and delete that tweet. <laughs> I I could hurry up and fly to Vegas and pretend like I didn't just get fired in front of the whole city. <laughs> you know, this has happened in multiple cities, by the way. This has happened in Atlanta and Chicago. So I'm a um. I'm not an expert at public L's, but I can empathize. You know, let's harken back to when Tim Anderson was drafted by the Chicago White Sox. I remember seeing Tim Anderson. One, I heard the name, right? And I'm like, all right, Sox got themselves another another uh, middle of the country infielder, right? I mean, Tim Anderson, right? And then I saw him. I was like, oh, let's get it. Oh, he from Alabama? Oh, okay. Heard him talk a few times. Saw him coming up the ranks. I'm like, okay, this is this is what it's supposed to be, right? There was talk of putting him in center field, like they always want to do, you know, when you when you may not be able to pull it in sh- at short. Because let's face it, shortstop is the glamour position defensively in all of baseball. So to have a young brother representing the South Side of Chicago and the favorite team. Uh, of mine in this city, in Chicago White Sox, I was looking forward to it. And then the stuff started to happen. Tim Anderson started to grow into not just one of those spark plug players, but a dependable player, a bat that was going to play for many, many years to come. He had this quiet confidence about him that, let's face it, this city loves it. This city loves a quietly confident player. For many reasons, by the way, <laughs> don't you get too loud. <laughs> you keep that confidence nice and quiet. <laughs> you just wait and see how this, uh, this thing's going to turn on Justin Fields halfway through this season if they two and seven, you okay. All, all that arrogance and all that 4,000 yard talk. And you know, just the swagger that he, I said this when they, when they drafted him, I was like, y'all be careful, be careful. Get ready for a quietly confident young man that I hope plays well, because if not, this city is going to frickin' see him. Same way they love Derrick Rose. Quietly confident. Humble even. This is the way this city likes their ball players. They like him productive, too. Tim Anderson, start to his career, was one that made every White Sox fan think, okay, we got something that we can plant a flag in and say, this is part of our foundation going forward. I'm telling you, man, after the Chris sale trade, there was a lot of white Sox fans who were like, okay, I see it happening. And I know it just happened up there on the North side, but I guess I got to hold out hope because rebuilds take time. So the fact that the crossroads of Tim Anderson's stardom and the Chicago White Sox being relevant again, the fact that it happened at such a, a powerful intersection, we can take it to the Iowa corn game, we can take it to the batting titles, whatever. We could take it to his Sports Illustrated article where he referenced Jackie Robinson and people referenced him as young Jackie. I, I heard people around the Major League Baseball calling Tim Anderson Little Ricky in terms of the kind of power that he had leading off games and just just what he meant to a lineup. 
And I, at the time, I thought it was all lofty and all um, pressure-packed and pressure-filled. But man, 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 I will say this now as I sit here on, what is it, fellas? It's August 6th. 2023 and by the way don't 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 y'all think that we're gonna get through this uh this pod without without talking about the uh <laughs> one of the greatest days in black history <laughs> which occurred on august 5th 2023 <laughs> yeah you know you know what i'm talking about the brawl for it all <laughs> the fear at the pier <laughs> yeah buddy <laughs> The reparations roll tide that took place. <laughs> we'll get to it though. We'll get to it. <laughs> yeah, I hope you're uncomfortable. It's going to be one of those uncomfortable pods. The Josh Donaldson thing happens. And Tim Anderson isn't a guy who speaks too many things publicly, likes to keep things close to the to the vest. He goes on Bomani Jones's pod. He talks to the pivot, if I'm not mistaken, with Ryan Clark and the boys. He opens up about things that, frankly, we had no business even inquiring about. He opens up about the struggles that he's had since childhood, the struggles that he's had inside of his marriage, which, like I mentioned, none of our business, but we've been talking about it because we've been talking about it in terms of production and how it's affecting the player. Very little how it's affecting the person. And in the bottom of the sixth inning, on Saturday evening, in a game that I wasn't watching, I'm not going to front on y'all. I'm not going to front for y'all. I was headed out to go celebrate my buddy, Ricky, uh, his birthday. You know, shout out to Ricky Miller. Happy 38th, man. Got out to Ocean Prime out there. Over on Wacker Drive, beautiful venue, beautiful scenery. It's great to hang out with him and his beautiful lady. My phone started blowing up. <laughs> and when my phone blows up, you know, I'm not, I'm not one of the cool kids here in Chicago sports media. So when my phone blows up, that means people are reaching out to me to make sure that I took in whatever it is that just took place. And immediately, before I even checked the text messages, because I saw immediately there were 10 or 11 text messages. I'm like, oh, shit, somebody's either in jail, somebody died, or something bad happened. And I saw text after text with the preview of, oh, shit. (laughs) Did you see that? Hell no. (laughs) One just said, he got to go, dot, 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 dot. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> let me check the old Twitter sphere, see what's happening out here. Again, wasn't around the television. It's when I saw Tony Gill's text sent to the group. It's when I said, oh boy, we got something on our hands here, man. Bottom of the sixth inning, Jose Ramirez, star Cleveland Guardians infielder. Hits a rope, gets on his horse. Next thing you know, rounded first base, slides in the second, in between the legs of one Tim Anderson. Tim keeps the tag on him to make sure if that body or foot slides off the base. We got ourselves an out with the replay, or if the ump wants to do his goddamn job, he right there on the plate, call him out, get him up out of here. Jose Ramirez, veteran ball player, terrifically skilled and fundamentally sound player, stays on the base. 
And then the camera goes away because guess what? It's time to look at something else. <laughs> the batter got in the second. He called for his time. Really no reason to stay there. I want to take y'all back to last year, the end of the baseball season. The Cleveland Guardians are in Chicago. They clinch in Chicago. They party in Chicago, in the clubhouse, in the dugout. They chant things like fire Tony because that's what the crowd had been chanting the previous times that the Cleveland Guardians were in Chicago. And the Tony that we're speaking of is Tony LaRusso. You all know. Hope Tony's good. But they're chanting fire Tony. Fire Tony. They're also chanting fuck the White Sox. Over and over and over again in the visitors clubhouse. So much so that staff members of the Chicago White Sox and ball players on the Chicago White Sox both hear this and say, boy, why I oughta. <laughs> uh, well, next year when we catch you guys, it's not going to be the same old song and dance. The White Sox are going to crimson your face with their pugilistic stylings. Pedro Grifo gets hired, says that we're going to whoop everybody's ass because we're going to play harder. Bring that Kansas City Royals spirit to the squad. Fast forward, the team is 20 games under 500. <laughs> All hope has been lost. Players have been traded left and right. I'm watching Lance Lynn pitch for the Los Angeles Dodgers as we are taping this pod. So back in the moment, Jose Ramirez slides into second base in between the legs of Tim Anderson. The camera goes away. But that feeling, oh, that feeling at the end of last year crept up in Tim Anderson for some reason. Jose Ramirez did not like Tim Anderson straddling him as he tried to get up. Maybe Tim didn't move as fast as Jose wanted. Maybe Jose just wanted smoke. And then all of a sudden, both players pop up. There is a shove. All of a sudden, the umpire says, hey, fellas, this is baseball. We can't carry on like this. The kids are watching. <laughs> and then the umpire moved out the way. And that's when I knew, ladies and gentlemen, some shit was about to go down. Because I remembered in that moment, Tim talking on the pivot. I remember in that moment, Tim talking on Bomani Jones's podcast. And I thought to myself, ooh, we, this man has been waiting to let this off for a couple of years now. I feel sorry for whoever Jose Ramirez thought he was walking into this dark alley. Michael Kopech comes on over for some emotional support, apparently, and also to restrain Jose Ramirez. Elvis Andrews is just backing up his uh, <laughs> his infield mate. And Tim throws his glove down. Screams, put him up, put him up. <laughs> Tim fires off one shot. 
It's a little low, but I'm like, oh, you know, usually during these things, we do the dance, you know, you grab me, I grab you, we do the horse, the, 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 we do the, the polka, we do the, you know, the, the watch. Let me out, let until, me Yeah, let yeah, me yeah, we let do all that goofy shit, you know, unless you're Kyle Farnsworth, then you're just trying to kill people with every single punch. Shout out to Kyle Farnsworth in the Reds-Cubs brawl of years past, right? Unless you're Michael Barrett and you just got some other shit that just goes haywire in your mind and you want to punch A.J. Pruszynski much like many an athlete and many a person in this city wanted to during his playing career. Shout out to A.J. now, though, doing a great job in his uh, second act or third act of his professional life when it comes to broadcasting. But no, 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 no. My man Tim Anderson squared up, fired one off. Jose Ramirez then turned into every 11 to 13-year-old young girl I have ever seen in a fight in my life especially the sisters out there y'all know who i'm talking about junior high elementary grade school kindergarten you know fellas you know because i'm gonna say this and i'm gonna be real with you most of the men listening to this pod now have been bullied by an older black girl in a school at some point in their professional academic career yes i am talking to you yes you know exactly what it happened what happens when you start to you know push that button and that head goes down (laughs) and when that head goes down and those arms come a swinging at you and it's the windmills of force and power and double dutch and all the great things (laughs) that you are scared of to this day ladies and gentlemen jose ramirez turned into a 13 year old young black girl put his head down and started swinging from the heavens and my man tim anderson is in his stance <laughs> went southpaw by the way which i think <laughs> when i look back at it it was, a, it was a bad choice by tim didn't didn't seem like he felt comfortable in the stance at all you know I, maybe you know we all saw terrence bud crawford the other night and let's face it there was no man <laughs> within earshot of my voice that didn't feel like he could beat the fucking world up after he saw what happened to Errol Spence. Everybody, every man walked out of that fight or after that fight thinking, you know what? Let me, you know, let me let me fire off a few real quick, you know? Like just sitting there shadow boxing with yourself while you're getting another sandwich from the fridge. Every man felt that way. Apparently, Tim Anderson felt that way, went southpaw for some reason, fired off a couple of what seemed to be nipple shots at Jose Ramirez. <laughs> I think he might have caught one of the love handles. He was aiming too low and fellas we all know if you're aiming low that means your hands are low and when your hands are low that jaw and that cheek are exposed and in that moment jose ramirez is winding up (laughs) like the windmill of death and he caught my man tim anderson with a right hook that will mark tim's career to the end of time y'all i don't give a shit what y'all want to say about toxic masculinity i don't because i've saw i've seen all the think pieces out there i don't care what y'all want to say about the the (laughs) the the the, the role model aspect that punch and that outcome is going to follow Mr. Anderson for the rest of his career.
unfortunately. Not many of us have taken public L's, but when you take them, boy, you feel like no one's ever going to forget. And people end up forgetting. Or they don't, and they remind you every time they see you, <laughs> which is my lot in life. Oh, anniversary <laughs> time. Let's go. Remember yeah, when? You already know. You already know. You already know. <laughs> Remember that most painful thing that you had to endure in public, <laughs> under public scrutiny? Man, I'm sure glad I could bring that up to you here in this grocery aisle with your son. Have a good day now. <laughs> First week of August, from now to the end of time. Hit a homer with $5 Digger Tuesdays on FanDuel Sportsbook. Each Tuesday, all customers will get $5 in bonus bets for every home run hit by both teams when you place a $25 to hit a home run wager on MLB games. And the best part about Digger Tuesdays is even if your bet loses, FanDuel will pay you $5 for every home run. For Digger Tuesdays, I'm going with Luis Robert. He's plus 400 against the Yankees. I think that home run swing is coming back. Although he got hit on his wrist in this series against the Cleveland Guardians, I think Luis Robert's going to get that power stroke back. I'm going with Luis Robert. Good old number 88 for the Chicago White Sox on Digger Tuesday. There's no better place to bet America's pastime than on America's number one sportsbook. Head over to your FanDuel account or download the FanDuel Sportsbook app by going to FanDuel.com slash FullGo to pick your home run hitter. That's FanDuel.com slash F-U-L-L-G-O. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit TheRinger.com slash RG. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Max bonus $25. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash Sportsbook. Yo, listen. Tim, if you are listening, man. And now we're done with the jokes. Tim is in a very, very bad place, man. Like, that's the only way I could put it. You know, a lot of, you could call it down bad. You call it whatever you want. I don't know that I've seen a more harrowing, more precipitous, more damaging two years to, a, to an athlete's profile in recent Chicago sports history. And that's including the two years that Derrick Rose was hurt before he was shipped out of here. That's including that. You talk about expectations. You talk about um, weight of the world, pressure on your back, shit talking while doing it calmly and smoothly. The look, right? The actual skill, the community that this man was bringing to the game or, or was charged with bringing to the game. That's the other thing too, the expectations, right? We are seeing this thing handled in two different ways right now. You see what Tim's going through right now. You see what Mookie Betts is doing in LA, right? And they're nowhere near the same type of player in terms of, let's face it, Mookie Betts, one of the three or four best players in all of baseball, one of the best athletes in sports. Man went from being one of the best outfielders in the games, like, hey, give me, give me a middle infielder glove. I'll show you how cold I am on, on this side of things too. What Tim Anderson has put himself through and is going through and is getting ready to go through, I would dare you to find an athlete in this city in recent memory in the last two years who has endured, undergone, or put himself through the same things. And he's doing it in baseball. Every day. 
every day. And uh, smallest violin for Tim Anderson, if y'all want out there, y'all uh, just screw that golf, put it on himself. Hey, listen, none of that is new. I'm not here to say anything that's already been said. None of that is new. We got some new information on Saturday. And I think it should change not only the course, but also the thinking of Tim Anderson going forward. I don't know how that young man is built and wired, how he comes not only back from this emotionally and mentally, but also the span of tweets that he rifled off right before this taping. My man, Tony Gill put me on because, you know, I don't go to Twitter or X or whatever the hell they calling it these days that as often as I used to and smack dab in the middle is Tim Anderson just throwing things out there. And the first thing is, you know, this, you know, all this happened for a reason. And I want to say this. Yeah. Got the jokes off having a little fun with it in the beginning, but I truly hope that Tim Anderson, who in real time on Twitter slash X or whatever you want to call it, was going back and forth between vulnerability and machismo and also staying in character, which is probably some of the reasons why he's going through some of the things he's going through right now. Listen, man, we all know we I mean, not all of us, but (laughs) when you're not having a good time at home, work suffers relationship suffers when you make bad decisions and he's admitted to this. I'm not speaking out of turn. I'm not on no chatty patty shit. This is all stuff that Tim Anderson has talked about. The man is going through it. And the same way that Yohan Mankata should have been shelved when he was like, Hey, my back is kind of hurting still y'all. Uh, I know y'all want me to play this here third base, but uh, I'm not feeling too good. Should have shelved him then. I am telling y'all now. Trade deadline or not. The way that Tim Anderson has performed, you're going to get pennies on the dollar if you tried to trade him. And now he's a depreciating asset that you have to kind of build up. I'd have came up with an injury at some point, man. We have seen it happen to lesser players for less. Some kind of, I know he had the schedule quote unquote day off on Sunday. I, a couple of weeks ago, I'd had some kind of injury made up, cooked up. Hey, we ain't going anywhere. This dude is one of the linchpins of this thing. Scrap this season. Let's figure it out. Take it back to the drawing board. But in the infinite wisdom, hey, keep going out there. Keep struggling. The shit has been building all year long, all year long. Tim Anderson has not seemed or performed like the Tim Anderson we've come to know and love for various reasons. And this is why I don't want him to stop being himself, but you can hear as you read on Twitter, you can see him going back and forth between the, Hey man, I'm going through it, but also I got to be tough. I got to be tough. And it's like, are you talking to two different audiences here? He says, you know, all this is happening for a reason. Now, of course, when you put that out there, people are going to know, want to know what reason, man, what's going on with you. He then tweets, we stay in focus with this shit. Okay. 
I could dig it, you know, maybe lifting himself up. Maybe, maybe, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta talk yourself off that mat, man. You gotta tweet through it. You feel me? Gotta dance like nobody's watching. Something. Go do, go find something. Do some push ups, you know, start planking again. Let's do the, you know, the ice bucket challenge. Like, find something. Find something to, to give you a little jolt. And then it starts to, it starts to turn. He says, been going through this shit for a minute. And that's when all of the things started to settle in for me as I'm reading it. You can only play it cool for so long. Only play it cool. Like this dude for the last two years has been fighting internal demons, has been fighting professional demons, all while, understandably so, being paid a hefty amount of money to perform. So the fans don't give a shit. You probably got people in that clubhouse that don't give a shit. You are in a results-based business, and none of this is fair. Now, while I may empathize and sympathize in that situation, what he may be going through, the pitches he going up against don't. The teams is kicking his team's ass every single series don't. When he's booting the baseball, when he's doing like he's left himself open for this kind of scrutiny, along with, along with these outsized reactions now. And that's what this was. And that's what this is. It's an outsized reaction of a man who is going through it. And if y'all don't know what going through it is, find the, the your closest black person or somebody from the community and say, hey, uh, what's going through it? I heard it on Goss Podcast, and somebody will explain it to you. As he says, been going through this shit for a minute. And then it turns. Keep kicking on me while I'm down. See, this is the point where somebody... When I when I saw the been going through this shit for a minute, that's the point where somebody has to hit Tim Anderson up and say, hey, man, talk to me. Because the people that you are sending this message out to don't give a shit about you. Be careful who you take your criticisms from, right? Got to ask yourself, would you take your advice from those people? All you are going to get when you tell people on Twitter, on social media, when you, that you've been going through something is the memes, is the gifts, is the conversation about Jose Ramirez, is the conversation. By the way, all you bird ass, sucker ass, weirdo ass people out there that can't wait to comment on his woman and his family and his his you know his son born out of wedlock and all these other things. It serves him right. And car- I, I've seen so many karma tweets. Who are y'all? What kind of weirdos are y'all wishing bad on a man because of uh, poor, poor decisions that he's made and y'all are the karma people. Think about that. Just think about how nuts that is. Think about how you have to tie yourself in a pretzel to wish bad upon somebody that you don't know who made a decision that hurt another person that you don't know. But when the man Sweden been going through some shit, that's when somebody next to him has to be like, hey, man, put this phone down and holler at me because it took a turn. Keep kicking on me while I'm down. And then the next one is a lot of motherfuckers been switching up too. Tim, this is the business, baby. <laughs> this is the business. 
whether it was going to come 14 years down the line or halfway through your career, the adversity was going to come at some point. And that's when the people who are supposed to switch up, switch up. See, now you're alluding to a whole bunch of stuff that a lot of people who don't speak the lingo or who, who are not close to you. Now you're opening up questions from those people who truly don't give a shit about you. None of this is good for Tim Anderson. And the bad part is I want him to be as open and as vulnerable as he possibly can be, because that's all we ask for from these humans who have superhuman characteristics when it comes to athletic talent. That's all we ask for. We are watching a dude having two awful years in life, but doing it while paid, right? Doing it while still on the commercials, doing it while having his own, you know, uh, uh, clothing line, right? Having his own logo. So we figured the money, oh, you got money. Everything's all good. Tim is having the same terrible year that anybody who has found themselves in Tim's situation has had. And oh, by the way, he got to do it while trying to hit a round ball with a round bat against the best talent in the world 162 times throughout the summer. Like I said, smallest violin for Tim Anderson, if y'all want out there. But reading these tweets, watching this dude perform and also have to endure his own decision-making and also just the perils of professional athletics. Yeah. That shit was brewing. That shit was brewing. Now you hope if it's brewing and you got to get it out. You hope you don't end up on the end that Tim ended up on, you know, like that's, (laughs) that's going nowhere. Not, and I'm not even talking about for a long time. That is going nowhere forever. Robin Ventura, to this day, to this day, has to hear about Nolan Ryan and the knuckle sandwiches. Michael Barrett and A.J. Przezinski will be forever linked because at home plate, (laughs) Michael Barrett decided to cold cock A.J. Przezinski because he thought he was, you know, getting a little saucy by slamming his hand down on home plate after running him over and then walking through him. Those things live in infamy forever. And as Tim Anderson is tweeting things like, and who the fuck gave losers opinions? Y'all got me fucked up for real, for real. Hope you picking up what I'm putting down. And lastly, the picture is bigger. I'm telling you right now, player, you are only putting more pressure on yourself. And I know you're not supposed to understand, nor do you have to understand. But take it from an old head. <laughs> take it because I've been ca- getting called sir a lot lately and it's pissing me off, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of sirs, a <laughs> lot of bosses, a lot of big mans and shit, a lot of misters. Hey, goddamn it. Hey, let me snatch you up. Hey, you know, you know, yeah, it's mister. Hey, listen, hey, find find your mama and your auntie and see if they call me mister or say, you little snot nosed punk. But I digress. <laughs> Seriously, man. Tim is um Tim is in a bad way right now. And money and fame and all those other things, the trappings, those things can make this way worse in this moment. Because it's not going to quiet down now around him. The Chicago White Sox have a fallen star 
and a dude who, like I mentioned, I can't compare this last two years to anybody's in terms of young stars on the uh, on the like the ascent. Like this, this was supposed to be the window, not only of White Sox baseball, but of Tim Anderson introducing himself to America. Like the Iowa cornfield game, that was just a, hey, how y'all feeling? No, by the way, check out these batting titles. <laughs> this, was the, this was supposed to be the runway to make Tim Anderson a national figure, not just in baseball, but in sports, especially what he represents in baseball. And boy, has it gone downhill fast. I wish the best for the young brother. Um, uh, you know, keep your, <laughs> keep your guard up. Uh, be careful out here. Um, the White Sox, <laughs> the Cleveland Guardians doing this and Terry Francona talking about it in the post game. This is, this is as embarrassing a stretch for an organization as I can remember in a very, very long time. The losing, the hubris, uh, the, the talk, the lack of backing up that talk, um, the, the lack of fundamentals, like all the things, like any one of the things that would make a fan base happy if you just mastered one of those things and still gave us mixed results. Just want you to calm some of the bullshit down and win some games. So now as the season winds down with nothing to really play for or watch, White Sox fans get to walk around with their paraphernalia on and get, you know, rightfully so made fun of that was a ridiculous moment in sports an absolutely ridiculous moment and they won and they won <laughs> and nobody cares <laughs> not a fucking soul we'll be back with more of the full goal with jason golf after a word from our sponsors this episode is brought to you by hotels.com if you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids games it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York. We want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. What up, world? It's Vic Spencer, and you're listening to The Full Goal with Jason Goff, presented by The Ringer, a Spotify original. Hey, listen, the Cubs, hey, <laughs> hip hip already, y'all. <laughs> because while while the, while the Sox are over here looking like juvenile fucking delinquents and acting an ass and and doing all the things that make all Sox fans just cringe a little bit, Cubs out here just working their ass off, just winning six straight series. You feel me? Just Cody Bellinger's acting like an MVP last month. Danzy Swanson comes off the injured list and like, hey, I'll be I'll be an MVP type player this month for y'all, right? Justin Steele gets rocked a couple of times, figures it out, goes up against the, like, that Braves lineup, y'all. Like, I know how much fun it is with the Cubs thing right now. Listen, the, the, the Braves lineup, if the Cubs see the Braves, Cubs right now currently in the third wild card spot, if I'm not mistaken, game and a half out of the Brewers situation for number one in the, in the division. I think the Brewers are fugazi. I think that the Cubs can track them down. 
that Braves thing, one through nine. I mean, I don't know how any pitcher the third time through looks at his manager like, yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm fully confident to go back out there and keep surfing up the same shit that I, I got through the first four and a half, you know, first four and a half, five innings with. I mean, Ronald Lacuna Jr. is their leadoff hitter. The dude's going to have 60 home runs. I mean, 60 stolen bases, 65 stolen bases, something like that, and 30-plus home runs. Ozzy Albies, little ass, is swinging the biggest bat I've ever seen a little person swing before. And shout out to all the little people out there. I'm not talking about y'all. I'm talking about like a little baseball person. Then Matt Olson, all the Freddie Freeman stuff, right? Like, oh, no, Freddie Freeman. Matt Olson's like, hey, by the way, I'm going to play a first base that's gold glove caliber and hit 38, 39 home runs and be very quiet doing it. <laughs> like, top to bottom. And then Marcelo Zuna's like, hey, remember me? I'm the, I'm the, I'm the slugger that, that, that's in the middle of every order that people forget about. Like, that Braves lineup. So for the Cubs to, to take two out of three from them, and then they, you know, of course they beat the Reds and they beat the Cardinals and, you know, they, they got, they went crazy on those two teams pitching stats and everybody was like, Hey, is this, is this, you know, just eating up on bad pitching? Can you stare down the best team in baseball, arguably? And they did. They did. Max Fried looked amazing. But other than that, that Cubs lineup got to the Braves pitching staff. That Cubs lineup since the all-star break has been the best offense in all of baseball and on top of it this is what david ross looking to say at suzuki like hey man sit your ass down for a couple of days you out here killing yourself every out <laughs> you are out here doing the paul o'neill you are you are you're out here you know cutting yourself after every pitch like calm down get your shit together hopefully take a couple days off and come back and figure this thing out meanwhile Danzy swanson big hit uh you know ian hat big hit in the fifth candelario has not been out since he became a chicago cub and it's been quiet, too, how they've moved on from certain things that they don't have any time for. You know, it's like nice business, right? Where it's like, oh, appreciate you, but this is still business. Trey Mancini, peace. Right, Matt Mervis. Oh, look, Matt Mervis is coming up. This team a month ago, y'all, was 10 games below 500. 10. That's why when we were doing this foolishness with the White Sox, like, oh, put, a, put together a couple of series, and then the next thing you know, yeah, guess what? The Cubs just did it. Cubs just did it. They were 10 games below 500 a month ago. They're now sitting four games above 500 and tracking down the NL Central leaders while beating teams that they should beat and then facing off against teams that they don't, you know, a little barometer, a little, little test for you. Oh, yeah, beat them two out of three as well. And like I said, nice but businesslike. Hey, Matt Mervis, everybody was happy to see you come up. Oh, this is the next prospect. Matt Mervis couldn't hit a bull in the ass with a banjo for the first three weeks he was up here. It's like, hey, man, appreciate you. You got a strong face, good-looking kid. You'll be playing for the Seattle Mariners at some point. Let's send you back down and figure this thing out. We got some fucking winning to do. Like, that's <laughs> – shout out to Jed, dude. I'm happy for Jed. I'm happy for Jed. Because he didn't expect this team to, to compete right now. 
Hell, the questions about David Ross in this lineup and David Ross's handling of pitches, who would have thought, by the way? Isn't that the reason why you hire catchers, right? Like, oh, he, he handled the pitching staff for 30, 30 some odd, you know, professional seasons. And yeah, all right. And you get into the damn, you know, manager's seat where you're making uh, decisions instead of suggestions. It's a little bit different. It's a little bit different temperature. David Ross looked at his team and hit the play better button. And all of a sudden, the dude started hitting the ball. Their pitching solidified itself in the bullpen. Like Michael Fulmer goes out today in a bases loaded situation where Justin Steele leaves, and Fulmer's like, "Yo, let me strike out these the side real quick. You know, get his ball to Abbott at some point. Whether it be Lighter, Michael Fulmer, you know, Albert Azalot, they uh, that bullpen has turned itself into quite the little, you know, little well oiled machine. So yeah." Do I think the Cubs have enough talent to make real noise? Not as of yet. Is this offense going crazy? Of course. Right now, this is it's fun to watch. The skunking, the 8-0 skunking is the first time since the All-Star break that they haven't scored in a game. Their first 20-some-odd games out of the All-Star break have been historic offensively. So, while the Sox are spinning their wheels and embarrassing themselves and Showing a whole bunch of trauma from the from the inside out. Cubs are getting this thing together, man. It's gonna be fun to watch them down the stretch. A lot of young energy, a lot of young talent. Dansby Swanson has been amazing. Ian Happ is starting to hit again. Like Cody Bellinger is playing a, a an all-star level center field. Doesn't have to play as much first anymore. Like things are rounding into shape. Need Stroman to get back on on that that groove again. Need I need Stroman to get a good two or three starts where it looks Stroman like. These last six seven starts haven't looked like himself. But the Cubs are doing everything they need to do right now. Everything. Playing good baseball in front of thankful crowds, <laughs> facing off against squads that are better than them staring them down and pitching better than them, playing better fundamental baseball than the opposing teams, which is cool to watch here in the city of Chicago. Yeah, I got nothing, I got nothing bad to say about the Cubs. Cubs are out here doing their damn job, you know? And also, not getting in any fights, man. Stay away from the fighting. It's a firm business decision, especially if you don't know. Like, only way I'm going to get into a fight these days is if I know, if I just absolutely know yeah, and that's the that thing. I'm about to yeah. smash this person. And, and even then, it's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> that's a firm business decision. Like, we talk about fighting and, you know, who's tough and all. Do you know how, do you know, do you know what you have to do to get into a fight? Like, you don't know who you're fighting. So it's like, Dude, are we fighting to the death? <laughs> is somebody going to break this up? You know, like, what, what's happening here? Yeah. Like, why are we fighting? Why are we fighting? Yeah. I mean, especially if you're the initiator, right? Like, I, I don't I don't think Jose was, 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 was at that point until Tim struggled well, he put a his little hand bit. And he put his... He put his finger in Tim's face. That's fair. And let's face it. Yeah, the finger. The finger. <laughs> you, 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 that's fair. You, you can kind of tell how Tim is built. Mm-hmm. Nobody is going to really allow that. And then double down, a guy like Tim isn't going to allow that. 
the problem that I have is the moment you throw the glove down, mm-hmm. you gotta win. Yeah, no, you no, gotta no. win. You know what his mistake was? He he again struggled a little bit to get the glove off. Right, it took him a little minute because you know his hands sweaty. You know, you got the tight yeah. glove on. Like it, it takes you a couple seconds to to pull the glove off. Once the glove comes off, you got to go right at it. Right, you can't back mm-hmm. up. Then put the hands up. Right, like you've already decided this is what you want to do. So why are you waiting? Right, like what was the point of the wait? Right. And then, and and, yeah. and and I had to watch the slow mo for this. Right, you say he got a lot of you know nipple shots in. My man air mailed all of those punches that did not deter yeah. the, the swinging arms. Right, like I knew he didn't hit them because the swinging arms did not slow down from from Jose. They did not slow down. So all it took, hey, all it black, took was black, one. <laughs> Black girl Kwando. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> put that head down, start swinging. Yeah. <laughs> you come up for air and, and see what you did. Right. And, and to them, to them, point, right? If you see the instant head go down, it's like, oh, let me back up for oh, real. Yeah. Cause I, I, I'm not going to get yeah. caught with, with, you know, with a stray. And yeah. sure enough, man, he yeah. got caught with one. I saw I saw people trying to shoot Tim Bale too with like oh he tripped over Elvis Andrews' feet. Nah. Nah. No 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 no. no I think the moment you're in classic Jack Dempsey <laughs> right. like stance, you, you know you have to win. You have to win <laughs> yeah. once you demonstrate like the proper stance, you know, and like that's that's, man. that's 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 shade from Chris, by the way. If you if you don't if you don't speak Chris Sutton, that's shade. <laughs> that, that is that is pure unadulterated. Shade. Shade, by the way, man, and t- I'm with it. I'm with it. Man, t- t- he he gave up the ghost, man. You saw it all. You saw him go limp. Everybody saw him go limp. That's the, the we, we just, just that, we just that, seen that, the, Aeros- the Aerosmiths beat up, right? Like we know we know what it looks like when somebody just loses consciousness for for a second after where they're carrying him oh, off and oh, he's man. stumbling yeah. with the steps following the, the knockout. Let me tell y'all something. And this is why I had so much uh, respect for Errol, because there is something there is there is something in the hearts of men where the pride won't let the ass whooping stop. Right. And you get up too fast sometimes when that pride is like, hey, you know what just happened to you. (laughs) Get up and avenge us. And my man Tim, his soul and spirit, said, I gotta avenge yeah. the body. Yeah, like I listen, I rock with Tim. The I heavy, heavy. Y'all call me what y'all want. I rock with Tim. But man, the moment you get up and you still, you still out at sea. You feel me? The, the moment you get up and you hear bad punchlines from the second deck of a Carnival Cruise, and you ain't on one, that's when you gotta just go ahead and. Just go ahead and sit back down, you know, Native American style, if need be. You know what I mean? Just go ahead, go ahead and sit down. Because you know, if you sit down in that moment, who gonna punch you again? Right? Who <laughs> gonna keep punching you? If you bend, what on Game of Thrones, bend, bend the knee, bend, man. Just bend the knee at bend that the point. Knee. Bend it. Nobody Jose goes. Ramirez, you are a better man than I. Time for some commercials. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like. Can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity 
on your real life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and empower what's next. Start today at empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. Hey, it's Len Casper, the radio voice of the White Sox. You're listening to The Full Go with Jason Goff. Listen, do you know you know the hell I got to deal with when I get we gonna do, I'm here for these jokes now. We've gotten through <laughs> all the sentimental shit. Do you know the hell? Like, just think. I mean, Tim has talked about his situation mm-hmm. openly, right? And I keep saying this just to make sure that y'all know that I'm not, a, you know, in these streets being weird. But can you imagine the hell of that situation when it's not good or whatever the case may be or when everything ain't aligned like any relationship, right? Now, double down post Jose right hook. <laughs> like you got like, I've I already imagined the not, 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 not Tim, not, not, and not Tim right now, just but period. Like, let's just talk about boxers. I've always wondered how many times your woman can see you get knocked out before <laughs> before she started talking crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or even worse, your kids. <laughs> you know, that is my that is my worst fear Man, as a dad. Yeah, getting knocked out in front of your seat. Like, 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 of course, something something bad happening to my baby is my worst fear, right? But if we take that off the board, like, you just out at the park with your baby at a roving street gang of, like, 12-year-olds roll up, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, and they... They jump you or something, and they beat the shit out of you. <laughs> they let, let your baby, you know, they leave your baby be because, you know, they're close in age, and they don't want to do that to the kid. You know what I'm saying? And then you got to walk back to the car, bruised and battered, and looking at your baby. <laughs> like, I could never tell this motherfucker to take the garbage out again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like that's, that is the, the dream, the nightmare, I should say, that I have, where it's like, I'm going to be in an uncontrollable environment and get jumped with my baby right yeah. there and then have to ride back home and look at my baby in the face. And you know he's going to mess up at some point during that night. And you're going to be like, hey, stop messing up, baby. And the baby going to be looking at you like, hey, Shut your ass up before I get to do it. You knock your ass out to come back and do it again. <laughs> like all those things are happening at one singular moment when that punch connects. Man, all those things. It, but I mean, that's the risk you take, right? If you're going to result to the fisticuffs, right? Like even if somebody was trying to aggressively attack you, right? There's ways to like de-escalate and be like, man, I'm not even with all that. I'm not even with all that. Yeah, yeah. You right? can, you can, you you know? can de-escalate, but right. if you know you're going to get into a fight, got to get them on the ground. Right. Got to like, get somebody <laughs> on the ground. Mm-hmm. A ground mm-hmm. fight is you ain't prepared for two, two and a half. You ain't prepared for 90 seconds of stamina, an adrenaline 
mixing during a fight. Like people, people talk all that shit about boxers and mess around and 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 say, "Hey, you, you and I are gonna fight right now, mm-hmm. and we're gonna stand up for the next two minutes." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you tied after 15, 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. You got to get him on the ground, Tony. Yeah. Yeah. That's you get him on the ground. You ground and pound, you know, maybe get yourself a nice little little chokehold mm-hmm. in there some way, somehow. Shout out to the LAPD, something like that. Mm-hmm. But, man, you got to get motherfuckers on the ground. Standing up and squaring up with mm-hmm. these young Thundercats, especially nowadays, man, I feel like everybody is smoking crack. So you have a different power than I. You know what I'm saying? It's going to take a couple of tases to get you down once the police get here. I'm just trying to stall out until the police get here, to be honest with you. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just, I'm so just trying to help. make sure so to the help help. Yeah, that that's it. That's it. That's it. You know, if we gotta hold each other, you feel me? If we gotta, you know, if oh, what you could do too is you get those thumbs up underneath their armpits. You feel me? Mm-hmm. You can get that that good drive and try to lift them off their feet. Cause you know you're in trouble as a man when your feet are off the ground, like and it's in slow motion when that's happening too. By the way, like once you get that one foot off the ground, you can see the toes like just just trying to touch earth. Like now, nah, just keep these toes on the ground and we good. <laughs> once that, I will never forget. Shout out to Amorphio Robinson, and I hate to do this to you, but I I remember as a kid power bombing this kid in his backyard on hard cement because uh-huh. we were fighting. And I ran away, and all I did was look back, and I did see him move, and I was like, oh, shit, this ain't good. And I ran home, and I thought to myself, in that moment, I will never forget this. This is around, like, seventh seventh grade. I will never forget this. I was petrified because I didn't see him move as I ran home. So I am at home looking at my mom as she's making dinner, right? And you know, it's like a normal day. I've been out playing all day and she's, you know, looking at me. Meanwhile, I'm thinking on my head, I have a murder case on my head mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like I I know that someone just died because <laughs> of me and they're also a fellow child. I don't know if I should be at this house right now, bringing heat to it. I don't know if I should get on the bus and just go far, far away. You know, thankfully, Amorphio came to school the next day and I didn't have to tell my mom about the murder I committed that night. I'm just saying, man, when you fight somebody, just know, just know there's a chance (laughs) that two things can happen. One, you can lose. Two, someone can get extremely hurt, like severely hurt. The win after a fight is not as gratifying yeah, as people think good. it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's no, yeah. no. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's like a, a relief. Moment, a, I don't feel bad. Right. It's a, it's a momentary lapse in, in reaction where you forget all logic. And for some reason where it was built up or, you know, to that point that it just needed a, a unhealthy release. And that's all it is. Yeah. You're going to regret it yeah. sooner or later. If he won the fight, nice kids looking at him as this aggressive, you know, human being, right? Like there's, there's a lot, no, no. lot of no, other let's, things. Let's, 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 let's stop. Let's stop capping for the white folks. Tom. <laughs> if he, if, if he won the fight, <laughs> he would be walking around his crib, butt naked with the crown on. <laughs> like, like let's not, let's the same way. Jose Ramirez. Oh yeah. Was. With the, uh, right. oh, he pulled it up with the boxing oh. gloves. Let's go. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. And this is the other thing, too. Like, you know, this is just for, you know, bleeps and giggles here. Uh, and not talking about Tim Anderson, right? Just talking about some hypothetical fight between two men. 
Do you have to leave if that person shows up and you with your woman? Uh, <laughs> like he went out that night. Like, 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 yeah, you, you in the same city as me for three days. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Restaurants, you know, are plentiful, but you know, we got the same people. You know, you get the same recommendations. Mm-hmm. If same your lady money? pull up, yeah. If your lady pull up with you and my lady pull up with me, and you just did that to me on a very public scale, what, what's the protocol here? Cause I know I'm not about to be uncomfortable next to my woman for the next hour and a half, two hours. <laughs> Kidding me? I see, I see exes and pull up. <laughs> Never let somebody who just skunked me. Fuck that. What? <laughs> Walk right into the restaurant. Ah, oh, shit, baby, they ain't got no seats. Uh, the, the entire dining room is open. No, 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 baby, they they, they fumigating the place. It's roaches. We gotta get the fuck up out of here. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, man, there's a lot of people who are a lot cooler than uh, everybody. You know how, how noble everybody is on social media and all of them. Let me tell y'all something right now. You, you wouldn't see me for the rest of the year. Baseball ain't that important. My money is guaranteed. Y'all don't fuck with me anyway. I'm not helping the team, really, to be honest with you, this entire year. I got a whole bunch of shit going on back here. Deuces. <laughs> this is an early retreat for the kids. I hope these next 40, 30, whatever games help y'all out. I hope I hope the strides are made. Lenine Sosa, come on down. You know what I mean? Go, go ahead and get your 20 some odd straight games at shortstop. <laughs> y'all ain't seeing me for the rest of the summer. Period. I'm looking at it in hindsight now, right? Tim hasn't played well for the majority of the year. Had a slight uptick in production yeah. heading into the yeah. trade deadline. And then after the trade deadline, he falls off the map again. Was that a frustration of like, man, I don't even want to be here no more? And I, and I, I mean, and I'm I wouldn't stuck be mad here. at him, would you? And that this, this was kind of like a result of like the the frustration and and all that that he thought that all right, if I if I put up some some numbers real quick right before the trade deadline, they get me out of here. I have a new situation. I can restart my life. I can do all this stuff. And they Maybe. didn't trade him, and now he's mm-hmm. here. Maybe, maybe. Like I wouldn't put that past him. I mean, so it was like a, it was like a pro wrestling thing where he like uh, set it up to where he's not going to be like that. Like, you know, it's like he manifests this. You know, it's like, oh man, I can't be a white sock. What's the worst possible thing that could happen to me? That, that fucking that, 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 that Chris Sutton Shade Express is never late, boy. You can set your clock to it. When I saw the mic get unmuted, I was like, oh fuck, Chris about to jump off the fucking top turnbuckle, people's elbow, right in right in Tim's chest. No, no, I mean he set it up, but I mean just out of of frustration of his current life circumstances. I think I think I think he caught a vibe. I think he caught a vibe coincidentally. I think he got hot coincidentally, and and you know maybe the All Star break was a chance for him to get away from some things and relax a little bit. Um, That's over now, though. Uh, Yeah, man, I. I think I, I mean, I, I like Tim Anderson. <clears throat> like I, I, I've heard him talk now. I've heard him, uh, try to open up about the person he was, is, and wants to be I've heard him open up about his childhood and, you know, his relationship with his father. So getting to know this dude a little bit more, he's let us in, but he's let us in amidst tumult. You feel me? He's let us in 
amidst all of the stuff that isn't celebratory. And it's a tough place to be. It's a tough place to be, especially in this city that's yearning for somebody to do something positive. Yearning. Like we're watching training camp. We're going to family fest at Soldier Field and, 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 and clapping because Justin Fields is delivering passes to Chase Claypool. Like this city is begging for something, begging for some happiness, begging for some good times, begging for some celebration, begging for some civic pride. And seemingly once or twice a month, something goes nutty. (laughs) And much of this summer, it's been the White Sox. Well, they didn't let us down. They got August started uh, (laughs) in a grand, grand fashion. I hope Tim is okay on the serious note. I I hope, uh, I hope he is um, getting whatever help he needs. Let's put it like that. I hope he's okay. And uh, you guys be more careful, man, because I know he wish he had that instance back. You know, he wish he had all those decisions back, but this is the life we live in, unfortunately. And on a, on a serious note, we need to actually applaud. And this is going to sound crazy. And I know I'm going to get, you know, semi or, you know, mini cancel for this, but I applaud two men scrapping it out. If they got issues or differences because far too often, and especially in this city, you know, (laughs) things come to, uh, to, to different circumstances. Now I know it's a baseball diamond and it's not, you know, the, the you know, the, the streets that we walk in and live in every single day, but Hey man, if anything good could come out of this, you can, you can point to the kids and say, Hey kids, don't resort to weaponry and all those other things. Just put your hands up in a Southpaw stance and see, see what comes of it. If you're Southpaw or not, you know, Maybe you could be like Jose Ramirez and land a lucky punch, right? You talk about punches chance, man, Jose Ramirez. And then he had the nerve to take a picture the next day with boxing gloves on like this shit is, listen, man, I don't know. I don't know if there is, there's space on my balls to get kicked in more by the Chicago White Sox experience. <laughs> it's like when you see the NASCARs with the new ads all over the car, or whatever it is like, Oh, there's a little space on the windshield up there. <laughs> ain't, ain't no more room fellas. <laughs> all, all, all black and blue down there. <laughs> ain't no more room left. <laughs> and the window is closed. <laughs> Players getting traded left and right. Lucas Giolito is an angel. Lance Lynn is a Dodger. You know what I mean? Like, no more room. And Jose Ramirez is like, no, 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 no. I see a little space right there. I see a little space right there. Right there. Oh, and your manicure too. Let me let me go ahead. Let me go ahead and wind up. Man. I guess we got a preseason game to look forward to around the corner here. This shit is, this shit is sad. (laughs) It's just, it's just not right, man. We deserve better. We deserve better. I was going to come in here and do the whole, you know, Hey, this is what the Cubs did. This is what the Sox did. (laughs) Hey, you know, bears got some injuries on the defense. No, no. The entire country 
for 36 hours now has gotten a chance to talk about Tim Anderson, Jose Ramirez, and you goddamn right. I was going to take every second of this pod to break down the punch. Right? Craig Elo will always, always live in infamy as he crumbled as Mike took off and shot that ball fading to his left at the free throw line, pumping his fists over and over and over and over again. Right? Walter Payton jumping over the pile, extending the ball in his signature, you know, touchdown. Uh, the imagery that we remember from Walter jumping over so many piles on the goal line. Of course, like I just mentioned, Mike or Big Frank Thomas, one of the greatest right hand hitters of all time, right? You remember Big Frank. Like there's certain indelible moments that all of these athletes and all of these greats will have for the rest of our lifetimes as sports fans. They will be captured and documented and noted forevermore. Well, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) August 5th, 2023 will forever go down as one of the most bizarre and unfortunate moments in White Sox history. Tim, I hope you can bounce back. It's going to be a tough next few weeks on Twitter and Facebook. Please, man, talk to somebody that loves you. Stay off the tweets because ain't nobody there. You know? And for God's sakes, man, keep your hands up. Keep your hands up, dog. Like, I want them to, I want it to happen again just so I can be like, ah, you know, you caught him on a bad day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like when your homeboy get back, y'all get back to the crib and, and, and it's silent and nothing has been said between y'all two as y'all have walked back home. And you're, looking at, you're looking at your man like, ah, I hope he don't. I hope he don't. Oh, shit. He fixing his mouth too. Oh, here come the question. Why don't you help me? No, no, the even worse one. Because I've never heard that one. I've never, because I was always the dumbass that like rolled up when my friend who couldn't fight was getting his ass whooped by three different people. And it's like, ah, oh, I guess, I guess you can have two people in here that can't fight. No, no, no. But the the question, no, not why you ain't helped me, but the question that we we have all unfortunately heard, and it's usually. <laughs> It's usually by the person who lost the fight, which is <laughs> who y'all think won. <laughs> I got a couple times, right? It's it all right. Because <laughs> you know, you know, after all the dust settles. <laughs> after, after everyone had gotten dressed and then left the ballpark. Mm-hmm. You know he has one person. <laughs> like so, so after you saw it, who you, who you, who you, who you think won? Who you, you think? <laughs> you, you think that first shot, that glance and blow, that ain't, that ain't really. And you know, I tripped over Elvis's. I, I'm reading that I tripped over Elvis's feet. Huh? <laughs> Wasn't really here for the moment, so I had to go back. <laughs> Yeah, man. See yeah, what they yeah, were saying. Yeah, you right. You right. I saw it. You, you saw me chip. Yeah, oh, I, saw man. I saw it. Shit, man. Damn, homie. Man, I was, I was, Damn, man. I'm seeing all the think pieces and then uh, and I get it, but it's like he's he's he got into a fight and he lost the fight. 
Like we don't talk about this with <laughs> hockey players when somebody losing in a, in, a, in 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 the fisticuffs. We don't talk about you know what's going because on in his personal understood. life. Because it's understood. Because it's understood. We just ran off That's all why. the jokes on Errol Spence, the Martin memes, and we don't, we, we don't worry about his you know well being at home. He's supposed to fight. That's it. We just go crack jokes about how you lost a fight. I don't want to think about nothing else, but just cracking these jokes. That's it. I'm going to just leave it on the field like he should leave it on the field. Like, I'm going to just leave yeah. it there. I'm not going to talk about his kids or none of that. He lost a fight. Jose right. Batista had one of the yeah. manliest men things to ever happen in sports with that home run that he did. And then the next year, mm-hmm. he got knocked out. We gonna make jokes about this fight. That don't take away what he did in the past. He just lost his fight. I wish it was that simple, Tony. <laughs> timing, timing is everything, Tony. I, 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 Tony, I wish it was that simple, Tony. And maybe you should put that on an MP3 and send it to him. Maybe you'll feel better about it. But we all know that's not how it rolls, Tony. I like I genuinely, and I don't care how anybody feels. I feel bad for him. Because picking a fight, losing a fight in public, and then all the other stuff that has happened over the last two years, yeah, man, surround that brother in love immediately. <laughs> I'm not joking, dog. Like, it's some dark days. And I, I would, I would, I don't give a shit about the baseball. Mm-hmm. Like, I would, I would rather that young man get everything back in order, right? And maybe this is the moment where he comes out next year and goes crazy and does what he's supposed to do and be the Tim Anderson that we remember. But First step is owning it. You got to own it. You got to own it. You got to go and be like, man, he called me. Oh, no, no. He got he, he got the, he got the title, the deed. He, he owned it. <laughs> <laughs> the papers have been expedited to his mailbox. Like, ain't no, gotta, ain't no, this ain't mine. This is, you know, the ownership he, has been, has been stapled go to out, him. Eminem, eight mile, fully embrace it. Just hey, yeah, but I'm gonna see him. I'm, we gonna see him again. What you what yeah. you know of Tim Anderson? That's you know that's not happening. Not happening. Yeah, you know that's not happening. You know, like I said, I wish the best for him. I hope no more fights happen in the rest of his career. I hope he goes back to being an all star shortstop. But until then, damn homie. It's Chicago in the house. Let me hear you say yeah. Yo, you listening to the Full Golf Podcast with my man Jason Golf. It's your boy Dave Jeff. Holla at y'all. Much love. That's all the time we have for episode 273 of the Full Go Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I want to say thank you to our production staff, as always. The shadowy figure that is known as Steve Cerruti. The Chief Vibes Officer Chris Sutton. The exceptional one. Kyle Williams, and of course, my main man, Tony Gill. We're going to be in trouble for this one, Tone. We're going to be in trouble for this one. You know, Chris Chris doesn't have to worry about this. Kyle can still be incognito out here, but yeah, you and I are going to get in trouble for this one. Disclaimer, it's not okay to fight, Sox. kids. Not okay to fight. Yeah. There, there we go. We back yeah. on. And, and more importantly, it ain't okay to lose. God damn it. Don't, I'm going to tell y'all like I tell my son. Don't be the first one to get hit. Okay? <laughs> That's from your Or at least wait for the team to show up. You know, normally like God when start damn, a fight. Chris, we're you, not talking you, you, about you, Tim Anderson anymore. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. How many times do we have to take the conversation away from Tim Madison for Chris Sutton to bring it back on Tim Madison with more shade? All right, let's wrap this puppy up before Tim before Tim come looking for us. Because, you know, the next person. See, that's the other thing now. Like, 
the next person that pulls it with Tim Anderson gonna get slumped. <laughs> like they just got to. <laughs> like even even if it's like, hey, hey, <laughs> hey, mom, stop talking crazy to me. <laughs> okay, been going through a lot out here. <laughs> I don't have to put you down. <laughs> The next person, they, you know, I got to slump the next person. So I don't want it to be you. Okay. Hey, hey, mailman, just stop throwing these motherfucking newsletters up against the door. Okay. All right. Slide that mail in here, Jimmy. The next person that pulls it with me, I got to put down. I, I, now, Shout out to Tim Anderson. I know, I know the sometimes got to be writer for the White Sox. Shout out to Lamont Pope out there doing this thing. I need Joe Cowley out there for one day. Why? When, when, oh, Joe! I need Joe. Ask what questions? All, all what questions going to get? What questions going to get answered though? I just need somebody to ask him. That's, I just need okay. somebody to ask him. You, you to fuck around and get somebody knocked out in that clubhouse. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's nothing worse than the dude who's like on edge and has to prove something. <laughs> nothing worse. Nothing. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, God damn it. Who, who, who they change the double A batteries in the remote? <laughs> Center square right now. <laughs> Middle of the living room, pugilistic style. Like, I'm telling you, bro, like you don't want to be in Tim Anderson's way over the next two weeks. If y'all see Tim Anderson at the coffee shop, don't say a word, you know, let him skip the line. You feel me? <laughs> if, if you're at the movie theater and you walk in for that 730 Oppenheimer show, whatever the case may be, Tim is sitting there solo. Guess what? That movie ain't for you. Go get your refund and walk the fuck out like this. Just just let Tim have his time. OK, just give Tim a couple of weeks of space. He gonna need it. And I don't want you to be the person that, you know, has to suffer the wrath that Jose Ramirez should have suffered. OK, so just give Tim his space. Like I was saying, Chief Vibes Officer, the King of Shade, Chris Sutton, and my main man, Tony Gill. For the fellas, I am Jason Goff. Thank you for downloading this thing. Thanks for subscribing, following us on the socials. Uh, thank you for rating and reviewing us, giving us the five stars you know we need. If not, we're going to see you in the streets. And just shake your hand. That's all we're going to do when we see you in the streets. Because I see I see that you guys out there have stepped your game up. And I don't want to be caught up in that. So if you're rating and reviewing us and giving us five stars, we're going to see you in the streets and shake your hand. All right. And also, by the way, we have a voicemail line that is full of uh, empty space, to be honest with you. Go ahead and fill it up. If y'all have thoughts on this Tim Anderson thing, feel free to jump in or your tales of knockouts past. Yeah, let's get violent here on the Full Go Podcast. Let's, the times that you saw somebody get knocked out or you had to knock somebody out and what went into it, yeah, I'm asking you to snitch on yourself or someone else. Hopefully the statute of limitations have passed. So 773-359-3103 is the phone number. 773-359-3103 is the Full Go voicemail line. Like I said, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We will catch y'all on Tuesday. We appreciate y'all listening to the Full Go Podcast. Until then, we leave you with this as always. Take care of each other be safe and uh stay sucker free and don't get sucker punched we'll holler at you thank you for listening to my daddy it's a full go baby okay bye 
Must be 21 and over and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800- Nine with it in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text H-O-P-E-N-Y in New York. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite because I walk around LA every day. I like the joggers. I'm not jogging. I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 